you so much for your time today. How are you doing? Fine, thank you. The world according to grandpa. It just sounds so lovely. I wish desperately I had something like this when I was little. How did you get involved in the series? Um, well, I worked with the company. We we did, um, when I did King Lear at the Royal Exchange, we filmed it and the company that filmed it at the same time were in the process of developing the world according to grandpa. So they asked me if I'd like to do it. And we did a little trailer for it. And um, that's where it all sprung from. And what was it like working on the series? Tell me about a little bit about that process. There's lots of different well, concepts to it. Well, I think the animation is, is wonderful because I think when you're a child, I think your imagination is a bit cartoonish. I think you see things in bright colours and it's, it's bold and it has no logic to it. It just, things just fly into your head. And I think that's a very exciting aspect of it. I also, for me, I enjoyed working with the kids. They have such levels of believability that it's wonderful. It's they absolutely join in. Their sense of commitment is fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, so I really, really, really enjoyed the kids. And they're, they, you know, they're, they're funny and they're excited. And you know that you have to keep them engaged. If you're not on it, they'll just kind of drift off into their own worlds. So that was part of the challenge and an exciting part to see the excitement in their eyes as you told them this complete kind of nonsense story, um, but see them be gripped by it and see them take off in their mind's eye to have the possibility of the moon being made of, I don't know, Gorgonzola or Spam or whatever it is, you know. That was a very exciting part about it. Diversity and inclusion is at the cornerstone of this series from, you know, yourself to there being sign language. There's different translations as well. Uh, you've got the person who gives us the actual fact and the actual real answer is Sally Lindsay. So you've got a woman and it's actually a woman scientist who researches that as well. How important was that to you? And how can we replicate that through television? Well, we've replicated by doing it more often. <laughs> I mean, all of it's there. Equipment is there. The people are there. All we need is for the commitment to be made and carried through. Words are one thing. Actions are another. People need to do it. That's what it comes down to, to have the imagination to see the world as it is, as it really is, not the world that's in their heads really, because that is influenced by all kinds of things. Their, their childhood, their this, their that, and the other. We need to open our eyes to what the reality is. And I think Grandpa does that very, very well. Grandparents have a habit of doing that, aren't they? They're just the best for young kids, better than mum and dad. Grandpa's the one that gives them sweets and tells them stories. What was your favourite question from the series? There was one where we were in a scrapyard, I can't remember the story now because I'd finished that earlier in the year and I've moved on to do other things. But I was one I really enjoyed. You know, part of the joy of Grandpa is he creates these characters and how you inhabit those characters. I think I did a scrapyard bill, I think the character was called. And I did him as a member of the Rolling Stone. And I really enjoyed creating that, finding that voice, you know, and that just, just somebody who was kind of 
you know, he works in this junkyard and he's just zonked out on junk, really. It's, it's, it's just great. So we'd like to get to know you a bit better now, Don. Can you describe your life for us in one word or sentence, if you can? One word or sentence, my life. My life is change, going from one thing to another, one job to another, but hoping in that change, I remain very much I adapt to the world around me, but in that adaptation, I'm still me. Did you ever have um, a plan B if you hadn't been a, a hugely successful artist on the stage and on the screen? No, no, I didn't. I, you know, becoming an actor was a dream. And when you have a dream, you tend to do nothing else but work on that dream. Uh, no, I, I, I never had a plan B. Maybe that's silly and maybe I should have done, but there was nothing practical about wanting to be an actor except the desire to do it. Tell me, what has made you sad, mad and glad this week? This week? Well, OK. This week, because I'm out in the Caribbean, in Guadeloupe, what has made me sad is that I've adopted a cat. Well, the cat's adopted me. And we've been together now, this time, for five months. And for the first time, I watched it commit murder. It murdered a bird. I watched it chase the bird into a tree, jump in the tree, grab the bird, and then come and present it to me very proudly. And that, what made me mad, was it had done it. So I shouted at the cat, and it ran off with the bird. And what made me sad was that it, it did it. But that's nature. Has anything made you glad this week? Yeah. My hummingbirds, I have a hummingbird feeder. And in the mornings, I come out for a cup of tea and I sit on my um, veranda and I watch the hummingbirds come to drink at the hummingbird feeder. And they're very beautiful. That sounds beautiful. You said you're in Guadeloupe. Have you had any time to watch anything? Is there anything that you're watching right now? Not yet, because I've been quite busy out here. But I've got all these BAFTA films to watch which I'm going to start doing pretty, pretty soon. I'm looking forward to that. I think I'm looking forward to seeing the Viola Davis movie. I think it's called... Woman King. That's the one. I'm looking forward to seeing that. That's an excellent movie. You'll definitely enjoy it. Good, good. <laughs> I shall watch that this week. And anything you're reading right now? Yes, I'm reading a book, and I can't... The book's in the bedroom. It's called These Bones Are Not My Child's which is a book about the, uh, it's quite a heavy book, the um, abduction of black children in America. It's, it's a beautifully written book. I can't tell you much about it because I'm only about a quarter of the way through it, but it's very engrossing. And anything you're listening to right now? You mean music-wise? Yes. Or podcasts? Um. Well, no, I'm not listening to any podcasts at the moment, but I'm into old-fashioned soul at the moment. I've been listening to Otis Redding and, and Marvin Gaye and um, a saxophonist called Joshua Redman. What was the last thing that you saw on the stage? Well, ooh, that's a long... Um, what was the last play I saw? It's terrible, but I have been in Guadeloupe for six months, so that's my um, 
That's my excuse. I, I honestly can't remember the last one I saw. Is there anything you'd like to see? Anything you've got your eye on? Well, I'm going to catch up when I get back to London in about two weeks. I'm going to go through uh, the theatre listings and see what's on and see if there's something that grabs my uh, attention, and I'll go and see that. I, I, I miss the theatre. I like to go to the theatre, but it always makes me very nervous. Why is that? Because I imagine I'm on the stage, and, that, <laughs> and that's quite... You know, I feel for the actors up there. I think, oh, yeah, but, you know, sometimes it's good. It's so good that I forget. Uh, now's the opportunity to celebrate someone else. Who is someone that you really admire their work right now? I suppose the person who I admire is a saxophonist called um, Joshua Redden. I, I think he's great. I play the saxophone myself. Well, I side play it. I tinker with it. I find him inspirational in terms of, where I'd like to take playing the saxophone. I like the freedom he has in his playing. And finally, tell us something about you that nobody else knows. Well, that's very hard. I'm quite an open book. (laughs) I have long conversations with myself. Do you answer yourself back? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever argue with yourself? All the time. And do you win those arguments? Um. Most of the time. <laughs> I'm sure we all do that, to be honest. You said you're back to London in two weeks. What are you working on next? I'm not sure yet. There are a couple of things I'm thinking about. The most exciting thing I'm looking forward to is I have, while I've been here, my sons have had babies. I'm looking forward to seeing my grandchildren. So you really have... are going to give them the world according to grandpa? Well, you know, it's there for them. I think I'm very different to him. In many ways, I wish I I was him. He seems to have a very, very, very happy life. I'm just looking forward to seeing them as me, really. It's there for them when they're a little bit older, um, which is nice. Wonderful. John Warrington, thank you so much and enjoy your time with your grandchildren. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a lovely day. You too. You too. Have a good time.